welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, hey, everyone, we are excited today to start um, just a what we would call a mini series. Mini series. <laughs> yes. Just a couple of weeks on a, a topic that I really think at the end of the day gets to the heart mm-hmm. of who we are as a ministry, how we help people help the young women in our residential program, but also, you know, through outreach, just how we've been able to, I think, really reach into the lives of men and women of all ages. And it's just been so cool to see that happen. And really, this is at the heart of how we do that. But I'm also thinking about myself, my mm-hmm. own life and the things that I wrestle with and struggle with. And I really think our, our topic over these next two days is about how I look at my own life and my yeah. own issues and things I wrestle with. Um, and we typically, I know at our workshops, we call this the why behind the what. I say it's at the workshops. We, we call it this and so many different <laughs> in things. <all> <laughs> in, um, I think that there's even a chapter in one of our books called the why behind the what, you know, but this really is getting to the root of why people, but also why we ourselves struggle with the things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. And this is something that some of you guys may be like, oh, I've heard this a million times. If you've if you've been listening to our podcasts uh, for years, you may have heard a podcast on yep. this. If you've done our Keys to Freedom study, you've probably um, read about this or at a workshop you've heard. Um, but we are very aware that we've got new listeners every mm-hmm. every few weeks, every few months coming, and, and maybe this is the first time they've ever heard this. And yeah. so um, I think we looked back, it's been at least two or three years mm-hmm. since we've talked about this on, on Mercy Talks. So yeah. we were like, man, it's we need to time. keep going back to this because yeah. this is too important for us to just say once and hope that it's stuck with people and assume that everyone has heard it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so we're excited to jump into this um, because like I said, this is really at the heart of what we do here. Yeah. And to kick off today... If you have a piece of paper and pen, that'd be great. But I tend to believe most of you may be driving or busy or cleaning or doing things as you're listening. And so if you don't have a pen and paper, this can also work in your brain. Mm -hmm. But take a minute and either physically or mentally draw a tree. Okay, so that tree is now drawn. What does that tree look like as you think about it? Does it have branches? Does it have a trunk? Does it happen to have a root system? Now, I know when I draw a tree, it is typically a cloud with two lines coming down from it. (laughs) And there it is. And that is it. I never draw Mm -hmm. a root system. Mm -hmm. But I think the reason that that's helpful for us to do at the beginning of this conversation is that if yours didn't have a root system, you're like me. Because I typically, when I think of a tree, I don't think of the root system. I think of what I can see. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not a very good artist, it literally looks like a cloud with two lines on it. Now, if you are a better artist and you have a better idea of what we're doing. Perhaps you did draw some roots in your world and in your tree. 
But the reality is so often when we think of a tree, a physical tree, we don't think of the root system. And that is very similar to even what we're going to be talking about today. How Mm -hmm. often when we look at the challenges or the things that we're coming up against that we want to overcome, we never really look at the root system. That doesn't really typically come to mind first. We often think about the branches or the trunk, the things that we can actually see. Mm -hmm. And so we want to take a little time to kind of pull that out and use that as an analogy in our conversation today. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, um, finding freedom, walking in freedom is so much more um, than just and it's so much deeper and so much more complex mm-hmm. than just fixing the issue itself that we think is actually the the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I have found this in my own life. You know, when I'm like looking at something, going, "Man, I just I really wish I would stop doing this or stop right. with this attitude." Like, man, I've just really been very sassy lately with people. <laughs> I don't like that. Why? Am I, what is my deal? Like, why have I been so sassy lately? I need to stop doing that. I need to quit doing that. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, and I think that the actual issue is my sassiness. Right. <laughs> it's just a kind way to say that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, I think that's the problem when in fact, now that I understand kind of what we're talking about today with this analogy of this tree, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I know there's something much deeper right. than the sassy problem. Mm-hmm. Like there's something under this that's feeding this and I got to get down to what that is. And so we just have to always remember, and that's what this analogy that we're going to discuss today is about, is that it is so much more complex than just fixing so this issue that we think we have. And so we're going to kind of just break down um, the different parts of the tree and what they represent. And so we're going to just kind of start actually from the, the top down. And I'm going to talk about the branches of the tree and and really what those represent in this analogy are our behaviors. Mm-hmm. It is the issue. It's the sassiness, if you yes. will, if that's my thing that I'm like, I wish I just, I just need to stop doing this. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it can be so many things, but, but really it's the above the ground parts of, of who we are and what people see when they look at us. It's those behaviors. It's those attitudes. It's the words that come out of our mouths. Um, and it's really, like I said, those unhealthy branches, if you will, that we Mm -hmm. look at and we say, I wish that would change in my life. When we look at something in our lives and we're like, I wish that was different. I wish I could stop X, Y, and Z. It is 99% of the time, the branches. Um, And so, man, like I said, it can be attitudes, but it can be self-harm. It can be addiction. It can be uh, promiscuity. It can be depression. It can be people pleasing. I mean, it can be so many different things, but it's the thing that someone sees when they look at you or they mm-hmm. look at your behaviors. Um, and like I said, most people think this is a, this is the problem, right? But it's actually just a bad solution to the actual problem. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where we start. You want to take it from there? Absolutely. So <laughs> underneath our branches mm-hmm. or our cloud, then comes our two lines, which is our trunk. And really our trunk, what that represents is the belief system. Because ultimately our beliefs are what hold up our behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so if my belief system is not based in a place of truth, but is actually based in a place of a lot of lies and things that are not true about who I am, about who God is, about who other people are, what that does is it positions all of those behaviors to continue just to have their way in Mm -hmm. my life. And so we have to understand that we act within the context of how we think and how we believe. And so if I believe the lies that I'm unlovable or God hates me or no one can be trusted or, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could just list off so many different lies. What happens is that just continues to feed those behaviors in my life. Yep. 
so we have to understand that in order to really begin to address those behaviors, we have to continue going lower and deeper within the work of that tree mm-hmm. in order to overcome the behaviors. Now, the root system, as I mentioned when we were drawing our tree, whether physically or in our heads, is what we often don't take the time to think. Now, I may understand to some degree that when I have a behavior in my life that I want to overcome, I may somehow understand why there's probably some beliefs or some things I think all day long. It's Mm -hmm. that recorder in my head playing over and over and over again. We may have some level of awareness, but what happens is we can tend to even stop there and not take it to that next level of root system and really going, what is not only holding up these behaviors, but what is actually feeding these behaviors? Mm -hmm. Because it is the root system. And I often tell people when I meet with them in sessions that... If I have a jacked up tree in my backyard, I can go out there and hack at the branches all day long, but that is not going to deal with the tree. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's going to make the tree look worse. The only way I can really get rid of that unhealthy disease tree in my backyard is to go in and root it out. And that is very much the thing that we're talking about. And so we have to understand that the roots of the tree are what ultimately feed both the trunk and the branches and that they are actually the basic cause. They are the source. They are the origin. They are the things that really cause these things to continue to play out in our lives and that ultimately that's what the power is drawn on within the different circumstances in our lives, the different relationships, all that kind of thing. And so it's understanding that things like divorce, loss of a family member, maybe being bullied as a kid, Mm -hmm. um, long-term sickness, abuse, trauma, all of those things are what grow the roots in our lives. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we don't necessarily look at the behaviors and go, well, that makes sense that that goes back to being bullied Mm -hmm. or when my parents got divorced. But that is what is really actually at the root of it. And so that's where we start coming up against areas like abandonment and rejection and unworthiness and shame, fear, bitterness. Those are the things that actually determine our behaviors. And so when you're looking at root systems, that's where you're going to start to see those things. Mm -hmm. In addition to like shame or grief, all those types of things are the roots that we want to make sure that we're really genuinely Mm -hmm. getting at. And I would submit that this is not something we easily come to in our humanity, that this is really where we have to invite the Lord in and other people's voices to go, let's really keep going deeper and figuring out what is actually at the root of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't something we very easily are able to draw out. As you get better at it, you may be able to see those things. But I would submit that so often it is a Holy Spirit thing where he's able to take us to the root of what's Mm -hmm. really going on. Well, and one of the reasons this is so important, I think, is because like I've, I've already said, we can tend to just really pay only attention to what we can see and, right. and, and fixing what we can see. And I would say that that's not only because that's just kind of, like you said, natural to us, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm doing this or I wish I didn't do this. So I'll just stop. Right. I'm just going to willpower my way into stopping. And if anybody's like me, that is just like, you give me a challenge <laughs> and oh, that's it. I am you don't, after it. <laughs> you don't think I can self-discipline myself out of this behavior? Just watch me, you know, <laughs> like. And I think there's a lot of people who think, oh, you're you're saying that you can't just willpower your way into fixing your behavior, but I can't. Like, I don't know if you've seen how good I am at fixing (laughs) up my behavior. But like you said, you can cut off a branch on a tree. I mean, Mm -hmm. anybody can do that. I can go out there right now and find an unhealthy tree, cut off the branch, and just hope to goodness that something healthy will grow back in its place. But if that root system has never been addressed... It's just going to keep growing unhealthy branches. That's right. This is why you see, um, in some cases, 
you know, someone maybe goes into treatment for some issue, they learn how to uh, cope with that issue or maybe behavior modify themselves out of that issue. Mm -hmm. But when the root system never got addressed, they come out of that program and then they start just turning to something completely different. That's right. And they're like, man, I had this issue with alcohol for a while. And now all of a sudden I'm like self-harming or like something just Mm -hmm. totally... It can be anything, but if the root system is not dealt with, the branches will always be mm-hmm. unhealthy. Um, and so I think some of it is is that it's just, it's easier. It's easier to stay in the branches. I mean, when we start talking about going into these roots and going into the belief system, I mean, that takes, that takes work. It does. That takes time and patience. And there's an element of that, like you said, that is so driven by the Holy Spirit that like you you don't control like you can't control it and get your hands around it like you can behavior modification That's if right. you will you know and so it's it's a little harder mm-hmm. but it truly is the only place of healing and freedom That's right. like from the inside out and so oh is it so worth it on the other side of it but it does take a longer investment mm-hmm. a little harder work um, but that's that is the only place where freedom actually comes I want to speak directly to those of you who may be considering becoming a partner with Mercy. First of all, you're making a way for literally thousands and thousands of young women at all of our locations in the United States and beyond to come free of charge. We get thousands of calls every month for help and you, through your support, can help us answer the call. So often, Mel, people look at the work that we do here at Mercy Multiplied with our residents and they're like, how do they come in for like six to nine months and then they leave so Mm. free? Now, Mm -hmm. they don't leave perfect. They don't leave tied up with a pretty bow, as I always say, but they do leave so much more free and so much more equipped. And I'm telling you, this is what it comes down to. Because when we get to the real root of an issue, those branches just begin to fall off. And I often tell people in my work with them, whether that was in the program now or in the community, that so often what happens is we may come into a healing season and go, okay, these are the things I need to address. I need to deal with my anxiety or I need to deal with my eating disorder. I need to deal with, you know, the anger issues in my life. Yeah. And so often I laugh because the Lord's like, yes, but what we're actually going to do is to deal with that root of rejection or that place of abuse or that place that you were bullied or whatever. Like, I love the way that the Lord's like, yes, we are absolutely going to deal with all of that, but let's really get to the root system because mm-hmm. what happens, I've seen it for years and years and it's the best, is when you get to the root, then suddenly stuff starts falling off mm-hmm. and you go, wow, I didn't ignore that eating disorder, but I also didn't focus so much on the calories and the intake and my weight and all of the things that maybe in another treatment facility I would, yeah. I actually got to the root of where that sucker is even rooting into. And when the root of all of the pain and issue and rejection was addressed, suddenly I have no need to restrict. Yeah. Suddenly I have no need to count my calories. Suddenly I have no need to harm myself. Or suddenly that anger has just been disconnected in my life because I worked on the root and stuff just starts falling mm-hmm. off. So yes, you're right. There is a different level of work that's required to get to the root. But I would also submit that when you go to the root, suddenly you see, wow, I never had to fully face that yep. head on in the way that I expected to yeah. because it didn't have a place to link into anymore yeah. because the root was dealt with. Sure. It is the most amazing thing to watch, but also experience in your own life when you really see the healing work that comes when you get to the root of this mm-hmm. issue. It's mm-hmm. so cool. And I love, um, I love... <laughs> 
the simplicity of yes. it in that, you know, I think a lot of times people, I know I've been asked by many people of like, okay, well in y'all's resident residential program, what do you specialize in? Is right. it eating disorders? Is it addictions? Is it like, what, what is it? What is your specialty? <laughs> I'm like, yes. um, well, <laughs> we see it all and we, we, take you know there's not yes. like just a set number of issues well if you're not struggling with these things and you don't belong at mercy i mean we see so we see such a wide variety yeah. of issues um and it's not particularly that we specialize in one or the other because in fact we kind of approach all the issues the same now do mm -hmm. we do we have certain types of accountability and certain yes. conversations that go around each of the individual issues of course but at the end of the day our residents in our program they're, I mean, they're all going to the roots. That's right. I mean, now I'm sure that there's lots of girls that have come into our program that have been like, well, you're going to fix my self-harm, right? So are we going to, we're just going to talk about my self-harm stuff, right? And how I can stop doing that and how I can fix that, right? And then when it's like, well, actually, no, I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> it's my favorite. They're like, Let's talk what? about the <laughs> pain in your life. Like, wait, no, no, no. I just want you to fix my self-harm. No, no, no. That's, that's exactly what we're doing. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about this and we're not going to stay up in the branches. Now, I would say that there is truth to the fact um, that, you know, it, it, when in a crisis mode, you do sometimes have to, you have to focus that's right. on the branches and you have to actually commit to, um, I'm not, I'm not going to turn to these ways of coping in this healing journey, but that's not the end because mm -hmm. you're, you're going to focus maybe in on some accountability around those coping mechanisms or whatever that might be so that you can get to the deeper place and you can get to the roots. And so it doesn't mean that we never look at that or never have a conversation around that. Um, but, but our goal is to go to those much deeper places. So like you said, mm -hmm. eventually there can just start to being freedom, maybe in even in areas that they didn't even know That's there was right. bondage, That's you know? So yeah. um, and, and I keep, I know we keep going back to the residents. This is where so much of our experience as a ministry has been, has been mm -hmm. within our residential program. But oh my goodness, have I seen this in my That's own right. life? Like, mm -hmm. are you kidding me? <laughs> this, this works for all of us. And so when I have seen something in my own life that I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I can willpower my way. I can think about like in, you know, growing up, like going to camp, going to church camp and coming back with a list of all the things <laughs> That I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to start doing this. I would literally, I don't know what this, y'all, I'm an Enneagram one. For anybody who knows the Enneagram, you know what this means. Okay. But like, I would say, here's all the bad things I'm going to stop. And here's all. And, and how long did that last after camp? Like maybe, maybe two weeks. Wow. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I wouldn't have lasted that long. Enneagram one. <laughs> Self-discipline to the max. Okay. So maybe that's not the norm, but like, that's how long it would last because me trying to willpower my way and white knuckle my way into good yes. behavior just doesn't work. It's exhausting. It wears you out. And then whenever you fall back into whatever it was that you wish you'd stopped doing, mm -hmm. then the enemy's just like, see, you're awful at this and just heaps the shame on top of it. And so it is an exhausting, very not free no. way to live life. And so when I started understanding this for myself, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, there's something underneath all of that. And when the Lord started reaching into those places, yeah. oh my goodness, it didn't mean that I was perfect. It didn't mean that I never turned to any of those things that I wish I didn't turn to. But oh, the freedom at that root level and what that did as far as just like you said, just those things just kind of falling off. It, it, it's life changing. That's I mean, it amazing. really is the difference between what we would say treatment and transformation. I yep. mean, transformation from the inside out. 
it's a totally different ballgame. Oh, and it's awesome too. Cause I think, I think of all the times in my life where there was more of the deeper healing places where it was more of those significant branches that I needed to overcome. But I even think I was even thinking last night about some things in my life with disciplinaries where like, Lord, I'm not maybe eating as well as I should, or I'm not working out. And it feels like there's areas that I keep coming back around to that I'm just not. And I find myself going to that root place in conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, Lord, is there a root? Is there something I'm missing? Because even in the smaller things that maybe are not this massive area of bondage, but areas that I know that I'm maybe not lining up to God's will in the way that I want to, there's also that place of going, Lord, can you show me, is there anything I'm missing root wise? And you would just be amazed to see these little things Mm -hmm. that creep in over time that you don't put your finger on that as you start to really go to those places, there's a new level of freedom, even in the smaller areas, Mm -hmm. you know? So this isn't just for residents. This isn't just for Mm -hmm. the major areas of bondage in your life. It may just be that one thing that you're having a hard time kicking or that one thing that you just want to do better with. Maybe you find yourself just getting reactionary with your kids. So when you're stressed or just things that you're like, life could go on and it would be all right, but is it the very best? And Mm -hmm. is it the total freedom that Christ died to give? Because ultimately when we are spinning our wheels and we are trying over and over and over again to deal with things and we feel like we never get to the real root and we never get to fr- real freedom, there's such a place of discouragement that comes. Mm-hmm. You just get worn out, like you said, mm-hmm. and the enemy starts to you just, just keep on the guilt and condemnation. And you just are like, I'm just going to go have my Cheetos and watch my Netflix and sit on my couch for the next three days. You know what I mean? Not that that's bad. I like Cheetos on my couch, but you're, you're tracking with mm-hmm. me. But we just get so discouraged. But ultimately, it's that place of coming back to going, Lord, I am going to choose not to settle for less than the freedom that you died to give me. Because in Galatians 5, 1, it says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So not this halfway version of management or behavior modification, but really going, Lord, how do I push in and believe for and settle into this place of roots so that I can get all of the freedom that you died to give me, not a portion of it and not just living in this management because, oh, that's exhausting too. Mm -hmm. And you know what, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about how so many times those areas of of bondage in our lives and, you know, I guess to keep with the analogy, the things on our branches yeah. look good mm-hmm. and they're actually areas of bondage. Yeah. Um, I know. And so, you know, we've been talking about eating disorders and addictions and all that stuff. And like you said, we're not talking about the small, I mean, just all the big stuff, but we're also talking about some of those, those things that maybe are seemingly smaller in their, you know, effects on our lives, but it can even be stuff that looks from the outside in good. I know for me, a huge breakthrough has been, I got issues with perfectionism that aren't healthy. Mm -hmm. Now from the outside looking in, it just looks like, wow, Melanie just like is a plus on all the stuff she does. I know internally I've got perfectionism issues. And I had to go on a journey with the Lord to say, what's the belief system under this? Because right. this feels like bondage. This does not feel healthy to That's me. Right. No one would probably look, and I could sure just live the rest of my life in this. Mm-hmm. But like, I know that this is not a place where I'm free. That's good, so though. we had to go on a journey to finding the root system under that and the belief system under that. Is it something that I still on a, you know, pretty regular basis have to go back to? Wait, no, I know the truth of who I am. I know that the Lord has healed these places in mm-hmm. me. So I'm not going to walk back into that. Yeah. Of course. Um, but I just think it, this, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to listen and go like, well, I don't have any big things like that. So like find out what that place is, it's find so out true. what those places are. And we're going to give you some practical stuff as we end. But I want to go back to scripture because I think, man, when you just look at the way that Jesus spoke and the words that came out of his mouth, it is so clear that I feel like he's on board with 
with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, he agrees. This is not just like a uh, a mercy idea or a mercy right. philosophy of helping people. This really goes straight back to the heart of Jesus. I just think it's. I, sometimes I almost think it's comical to look at the way that he spoke to the Pharisees. Yeah. I'm like, holy moly, he was just pretty relentless with these guys. But these are the people. That when you just think about what we're discussing today, from the outside in, they actually looked like they had it all together. Right. I mean, they looked like they, I mean, their behavior was just pristine. I mean, they followed the law like mm-hmm. to perfection, right? And Jesus comes in and he's like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Like, this is not what I'm all about. You know, and they're like, what are you kidding me? Like, this is what, I mean, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to follow the law. And he's like, man, I, I love Matthew 23. Um, and I won't read all of this, but the message paraphrase is, is one of my favorites just because it's like, can you imagine him actually saying this? He, But he told them, I mean, he said things like, you are hopeless. Um, you know, you religion scholars and Pharisees, you are hopeless. You know, and he talks about how, you know, the outside looks so pretty, but the inside is so ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talks about the insides. In the message paraphrase, he says, the insides are maggoty. <laughs> like just awful, ugly, like whitewashed tombs is what he says. I mean, the outside looks so beautiful, but inside it's just dead. Yeah. And so it's so clear with the things that Jesus said that he was not all about us cleaning up the outside and our behavior looking all perfect. He was about bringing healing and life and freedom from the inside out. He has always been more concerned about what was going on in our hearts. Um, and so I just, I just think it's so important for us to go back to just his heart for us. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm not all about the branches of your tree looking all beautiful. I'm actually way more concerned about that root system being healthy and whole mm-hmm. and healed. And so that's really what this is all about. Yeah. And I think remembering that ultimately this is a statement I know you've made when you've taught this too, Mel, but that the idea of managing behaviors is just shuffling bondage around. Mm-hmm. It's not true freedom. Mm-hmm. And so even as we wrap up today, I think my encouragement is, you know, to look at your life, to look at the folks that you love and to really begin going, okay, where is some bondage getting shuffled around in my life? And really just wanting to encourage you just to take some time to look at the root issues, to get with the Lord, to spend some time in prayer going, okay, Lord, whether it's a big or it's a small thing. If there's an area where I see bondage, where I know that I'm not walking in obedience to what you're asking of me, if I'm not walking in a place of freedom and wholeness and life and joy and truth, where are those areas kind of hanging around that I know are not the total freedom that you died to give me? Mm -hmm. And as you begin to really identify those things, I think there's just some practical encouragements that we want to give because as you know, if you've been hanging around our Mercy Talk world, for even a moment, you know, like there's one thing about having a conversation. There's another thing about going, okay, what do I do with this? And so really coming back to even drawing that tree out and taking some time to go, what are the areas in my life that I know are not where I want them to be? So some of those things could even be comfort eating or lack of discipline with workouts. So I'm right there with you. Hmm. Um, Addictions, different things, you know, label those branches, take some time to look at that trunk and those roots of that tree and spend some time asking the Lord for one or two things that you you can begin to do to address that root system in your life. I will tell you, the Lord's been on me about not eating as well as I need to be. And I'm tired a lot and I'm 
just worn down. I've gotten lazy in that. And this morning I woke up and instead of getting my chai tea latte, I went and had myself a smoothie, right? It was a baby step that I'm like, Lord, I know there's some things I need to start tweaking. And as I'm starting to do that, I'm already seeing a shifting happening. So I think sometimes it's going, where are the baby steps, Lord? Where are the little things you're asking of me to start moving into dealing with that root system and beginning to overcome those things? And so really some of the other things that you could begin doing is seeking out some accountability, telling someone of that struggle for the first time, um, beginning to forgive yourself or others, prayer journaling, even those little things like I mentioned. The Lord is such a strategic God. He gives us um real action plan when we spend time with him and asking what to do. He doesn't always only show us the root, but he then goes, this is what we need to do to get into that root system to get you free. Yes. And so get with him, spend some time with the people you love and really ask some hard questions. And as you do, you're still going to start moving forward in freedom. Yeah. I'm glad you encouraged that because I think it's, it's once the Lord has brought you some revelation of like, Oh, this root system. Oh, there's some things that have been, you know, that I've been believing that are not true. Then it's a matter of what now it's not just identifying it and being like, okay, well now that I know, I guess I'm free. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) No, that would be nice. But now what? And so I would encourage you as we uh, sign off today, just that, you know, in our uh, keys to freedom study, we really walk people through this. And oh my goodness, if you've done this, and if you've done the Keys of Freedom study, you know that we actually start that study out by looking at some of the, you know, uh, the tree of our lives, if yeah. you will, and kind of starting to unpack a little bit of that to know where we're going in this study. But if you've done some of that work on the front end, then it's like, okay, Lord, I know that this root has been at work. I know mm-hmm. that this lie has been at work. I know that this root uh, came into being because of this hurt. And so how am I going to let you into those places and address those places? I, I don't know of a more practical way that we could encourage you to do that than through the Keys to Freedom study, right. because that's really our way of saying, here's how you can process this with the Lord. So good. And so we would encourage you to check that out if that's something that you think would be helpful for you. Um, I also want to encourage before we sign off, um, we actually have a workshop coming out. I feel like we just finished up a workshop <laughs> and we're talking about the next, the next workshop, one. but... Um, for any of you who have not been part of our Empower workshops here, we have some coming up on October 2nd and 3rd here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And registration is going to close for those on September the 16th. So you got less than a month mm-hmm. to register and to be part of that. We have such a blast oh, it's so fun. at these workshops. They're very, we believe helpful mm-hmm. and the Lord always brings great revelation, but we also just have a lot of fun. Yeah. So both we really do <laughs> encourage you to consider joining us for one of those. You can get more information about those on our website at mercymultiplied.com. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this topic next week in kind of a different light um, and a different model that we have seen that really just kind of unpacks this at a different level. And so we hope that you will join us then. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.